like that. I think sometimes we do. We got to get a little bit excited. Put your hand on your heart. And maybe take your other hand and stretch it towards Pastor Ruth. Ask God that there would be a great exchange in his word today in your heart. That as she brings the word, that the anointing would come through her and hit you and there would be fruit in your heart. So God, we thank you for what you're doing in our lives. God, we don't want to be the same. We came looking for you and wanting more. So we ask, God, that your word would meet us in a significant way that would shift our mind, our heart, all the things that we do. God, we just want more of you, and we just thank you for the anointing on Pastor Ruth. In the name of Jesus, amen. Good morning. Um, No lack. It probably isn't what you think. (laughs) I'm not going to talk about money. Sometimes, as people, we have lack in our lives. And we don't even, we have areas where we are lacking, or we think we are lacking. And the truth is that you're not. And sometimes we need the revelation of the word, the revelation of the Holy Spirit to come upon us And to show us what it is that we are lacking that we can step into what he has for us. Already he he was speaking this morning all over the place this morning. I had words for kids. I mean crazy how God has been speaking. And so much of what I want to share has been shared. It's amazing. I want to look at a couple things this morning. I want you to open your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 55, okay? And I'm going to be reading from the New American Standard. I got my dad's Bible. And so uh, I, I want to show you something from Isaiah chapter 55, all right? It starts in verse 1, and it says, Ho. Can you say that? Ho. Don't you think that's strange? Ho? Well, let me, let me give you a lesson in Hebrew. This word is hoy. Hoy. And you want to know what it means? It is a interjection. It is a strong feeling. It is something that's meant to get your attention. Hoy. Hey, pay attention. Heads up. Look. Listen. There's something coming that you're not going to want to miss. And so he says that. And then he says something very interesting. He says, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy, and eat. Isn't this a confusing verse? Come to the waters. Did you notice that it's plural? The waters. That means there's an abundance. There's more than enough. You who have no money, come. In other words, there's no qualifications for your coming. You cannot earn it. You can't do all the right things. There's just this invitation being extended to you this morning. By the power of the living God. And he's saying, hey, hello. I want your attention. Because this morning... I want you, if you're thirsty, 
I want you to come to the waters. It's interesting, we think of thirst as a problem. We need something to satisfy our thirst. The truth is, the thirst is an opportunity. In this passage, it's an opportunity to come to the waters. And it says, you who have no money, come, buy and eat, without money and without cost. In other words, this is free. What you are being offered this morning will not cost you anything. And then it says this, come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. I think about that, buy wine and milk. In other words, it's an upgrade. It's not just about water. Sometimes you just want something more than water, right? And it's saying, hey, when you come to the waters, I have something for you. And and I have something more for you. And he's already been saying this morning, I have more for you, more for you. And then he, in, in verse two, it says this, and why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? See, he's throwing out this, hey, I have an invitation to you to come. And sometimes you guys are looking in the wrong places. And sometimes your unbelief holds you captive and doesn't allow you to step into what God has for you and you hold back because you're not sure and God is saying to you this morning hey don't spend money on that which isn't worth anything and your wages for what does not satisfy listen carefully to me and eat what is good and then it says this and delight yourself in abundance And I want you to know something this morning that God and what he has for you is abundance. There's no lack. There's enough. There's enough to go around. There's enough for your needs. There's enough for your longings. There's enough for your inadequacies. And and there's this invitation he's throwing out and he's saying, come on, come. Come to the waters. It's interesting how many times waters came up this morning already. And here he is saying, hey, come to the waters and delight yourself in abundance. What does that look like for you? Abundance. I mean, that looks different for everybody. And I think of what he's offering. And I think it's those places that you think you're not. He's already got you covered. He's already has what you need. Um, Have you ever tried to teach someone who doesn't think that they can do math? Have you ever tried to teach them math? Oh my word, I had a child. I won't mention names. Determined they could not do math. And and you, you couldn't even get them to listen So that you could explain it because they were born with a lack. And I'm telling you, we come to God so often born with a lack, we think. And God is saying, hey, are you thirsty? Are you longing for something this morning? Are you wanting something that I have for you? There's an abundance I have to give to you. And are you going to come? Are you going to come? And he says, and delight yourself in the abundance.
I love it. So this, this verse makes me think of also what's been mentioned this morning, the Samaritan woman. And I want you to turn in your Bibles to John chapter 4. John chapter 4. And, and the story is Jesus is going someplace and his disciples go get food and he sits at a well. And he's just sitting there waiting and a woman in the middle of the day comes to draw water and he asks her for a drink. And she's all about, why, why would you even ask me? You're a man, I'm a woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? And he says this. He says in verse 13, Jesus says to her, anyone who drinks of this water shall thirst again. You know it, we drink it and then we want more, right? Then he says this, but whoever drinks of the water that I give him shall never thirst But the water that I shall give him shall become in him. Did you get that? In him. A well of water springing up to eternal life. A well of water springing up to eternal life. And then... And then there's some conversations and stuff and it goes on. And if you go down further... um, He says to her, nope, that's not there. Sorry. Anyway, it's bringing, they have this whole conversation and this woman receives eternal life. And eternal life is a part of what God has for us. And it is the best gift ever. And it, it has been offered to us, but there is always more. There is this spring of living water. That is supposed to be inside of us. That's supposed to be bubbling, gushing, moving, building up and flowing out of us. I'd like you to look in just over a couple chapters into John chapter 7. And it says this. Jesus is speaking. And this is it's, it's interesting. It's on the last day of the feast. It's in John chapter 7 starting in verse 37. And he, he stops. And in the midst of the crowd he says this to them. He stands and he cries out. If any man is thirsty. Kind of like what I did this morning. Are you thirsty? Come to the waters. He says is any man thirsty? Let him come to me and drink. And then it says, he who believes in me, he who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being shall flow a a river of living water, a river of living water. And he's, he's speaking of the Holy Spirit coming. And it's that idea of God in you and him in you takes care of any lack. Because he is everything that you need. He is your all in all. He is what's within you and it is meant to come out as a river. I love it. It reminds me of a song that I, it's been actually singing in my head until I'm tired of it. And it's, there's a river of life flowing out of me. No, that's, it, it's, um, it's actually, there's a river of life flows from deep within. It is a fountain that frees the soul from sin. So come to the waters. There is a vast supply. 
There is a river that shall never run dry. That's a promise. It will never run dry because there's always more within you. It's bubbling. It's interesting. This water, it's, it's not supposed to be a well. It's not supposed to be a container holding something. It's supposed to be a living, flowing water, a a moving water flowing out of you. And so Jesus says to them, if you believe in me, from your innermost being shall flow rivers. It's plural, rivers of living water. And I asked you this morning, are there rivers of living water flowing out of you? John 10, 10, Jesus says this. He says, he says, um, I came that you could have life. And what kind of life does he call for? Abundant life, more than enough. He, it isn't this average every day. You see, we're supposed to be not just, oh, I made it through today. Thank God. Oh, can Then there's tomorrow I have to face. That's not our life. We're supposed to be a Alive with him, so alive with him that we drink from his water. We drink from who he is. He provides what we need and it comes and flows out of us to others. That's what he's calling us to. He's calling us to not hold on and, and, and keep the water and let it be stagnant. He's asking us to be a river of water. And he's saying, if you come to the river, if you come to the waters, there's something for you. There's always something for you. There is never lack in the waters. He has for you something that you can't do yourself. You see, if I can do it and I don't need him, then is it him? But it has to be allowing him, him to move through us. We have to change our thinking. We have to get our mindset into the fact that he's the one that has everything we need. That we are not born with lack. We don't have lack. Not only, f- I, I truly believe he wants to bless us financially and he does bless. I, and I'm not laying that aside, but I'm saying to you that sometimes as people, we think, well, I, I just wasn't born with the ability to do that, or I can't do this, or I, I can't do that. And we stem what God really wants to do through us. Because he likes to use us in those uncomfortable places, unfortunately. And that's because then it's him, and he gets the glory, because we can't do it of ourselves. So I want you to look at a, one more picture of the water. And it's in Ezekiel chapter 47. Ezekiel. And I am reading from the the New American Standard, but I'm changing the word house to temple because it that's what it is. If you look in the in, it, so I'm gonna use the word temple even where every place there's house, okay? And so Ezekiel has this encounter. Um, They just describe it as a man comes to him. And he brought him to the door of the temple. And behold, water was flowing from under the threshold of the house towards the east. For the house faced east. 
and the living water was flowing down from under the right side of the temple and from the south of the altar. So there's some water flowing and he's seeing it. And this man takes him and shows him this. And then it says, he brought me out by the way of the north gate and he led me around the outside to the outer gate by way of a gate that faces east. And behold, it says water was trickling from the south side. So there's water coming out of the temple, okay? This is a picture of water coming out. And it says that the man went out towards the east with a line in his hand. And he measured a thousand cubits, and he led me through the water and at that, where he measured off a thousand cubits, and if you don't know what a thousand cubits is, it's one hundred seven one thousand seven hundred and fifty feet, or it makes more sense to me, almost a third of a mile. Okay, so he takes him down, and he takes him through the water, and it's ankle deep. Okay, and then in verse four it says, again he measured a thousand. And led me through the waters, and the water was reaching the knees. And again, he measured a thousand, or almost a third of a mile they went, and he led me through the waters, and the water was waist deep, or to the loin. It was waist deep. And then it says, again, he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I couldn't cross. He couldn't go across it. He says, for the water had risen enough water to swim in so that the river couldn't be crossed. And then he said, son of man, have you seen this? Have you watched what I showed you? And then he brought me back to the bank. And when he got, when he got back to the banks of the river, there was very many trees on one side and the other. And they hadn't been there before. And then he said, these waters, they go out towards the eastern region, and they go down into whatever that is, Herrera, whatever. And then they go towards the sea, being made to flow into the sea, and the waters of the sea become fresh. And where this is, is this, is in Getty, it's, it's the Dead Sea, you guys. These waters that are coming out of the temple. And they're flowing out. And they're getting deeper and deeper. They flow and they flow into the Dead Sea. And it says, the waters become fresh. I don't know if you know it, but the Dead Sea has the most salt content of any body of water ever. Anything floats in it. Nothing lives in it. Nothing lives in it. Nothing in the Dead Sea. And it says it becomes fresh. And then listen what it says in verse 9. And it will come about that every living creature which swims in every place where the river goes will live. And there will be very many fish for these waters go there and the others become fresh. And so everything will live where the river goes. And so this picture that the Lord wants you to see this morning is that there's a river of life flowing out of you. And there's a river of life flowing to you. And in it, whatever it touches, it becomes whole. 
The river of life is meant to take what is dead and bring it to life. So when you step into the river of water, those dead dreams that you've had, those things you thought God was going to do and you haven't seen, that's the place where they come to life again. When you step in it, there's no lack. So what you're needing will be supplied because that water brings a life-giving source to wherever it touches. And there's this water that comes from him, from the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, that is meant to touch you, restore you, heal you, deliver you, set you free, bring life, vitality, and hope It's meant to do that on a continuous basis because rivers that sit still and don't move are stagnant and they're not worth anything. And this is a river that's flowing and it's for you and it's for me. I I want you to get a picture of where that river is coming from. You see, if in... In Revelation chapter 22, verse 1, it says that the river flows from the throne room of God. But I want you to see a picture. I want you to think about Jesus hanging on the cross. And in in the 19th chapter of John, I believe it is, it says that he hung on the cross. He he had been, he'd suffered, he'd, he'd, took his last breath, and he died. And they wanted to hasten the burial, so they said they were going to send out, the soldiers were going to break the legs. But when they came to Jesus, the soldiers thought, oh, he's already dead. And so he did something interesting. He took a sword that was about six foot long, and he stuck it into him. And in sticking it into him, he didn't break any bones. But what happened is something came out of Jesus. You see, the river flowed out of him. It was a river of water and the blood. The river of water and the blood. You see, it's the water and the blood together that make him able to do what he does in our lives. It's the river that flows from him because of what he did that makes us able to live abundant lives. It makes us able to be who we wouldn't normally be. You see, it's beyond our abilities and it becomes his abilities because it's a river of life flowing out of him if you look in first john chapter 5 verse 6 i believe it is it talks about it and it says i can prove to you that jesus is the son of god i can prove to you that he says because you can see it has confirmation it has the water he went into the water of baptism right And it says that he has the blood, the blood flowed at Calvary. And it says he has the spirit. And all three of them say he is the king of kings and lord of lords. And it makes that river alive in you. It's who he is. But that river flowed out of him at Calvary. That river comes from him. So when you step into the waters, when you step into the river, you're stepping into Christ who makes you able. It says you are complete in him. In, in Colossians 2.10, it says, in Christ you are made complete. Do you know there's very few of us think, think we're complete? We all think we have weaknesses. You see, we, we, we have our own measuring stick. We have our own standard, and we go, well, I'm lacking here, and I can't do this. 
and I can't do that. And, and God's saying, hey, wait a minute. Do you understand that everything the river touches brings life? It brings life. And that life is there. And he's saying, ho, oh, hey, come to the waters. Come to the waters and freely take what I'm offering you this morning because it's free. You don't have to pay for it. I want you to come. I want you to come and partake of what the river is offering you. There's a river of life flowing, flowing, flowing. I want to give you a picture of how the river of life changes people. I want you to think of Peter. He was one of the disciples. He was a fisherman, right? People think of fishermen as not that exciting of men they're kind of dirty and whatever and the river of life touched peter and peter they think of peter as the one who denied christ three times and that river of life touched peter and we saw a fisherman become an author the river of life touched an unlearned man And he became an apostle. The river of life touched this man who doubted and said, I don't even know him. And he became a dead raiser. He he prayed over Dorcas and she arose from the dead. You see, this Peter... This Peter had a river of life flowing through him and he changed the lives of people because he allowed it to flow out. He's the one that brought the message to the Gentiles. He's the one that brought the message to Cornelius's house. This Peter, this Peter who, who had the river of life flowing through him and out of him and it changed him. And that's what God is saying this morning. Lay aside those things that you don't think you are. Because there's no lack in my kingdom. There's no lack in my kingdom. There's no lack financially. And there's no lack in ability in my kingdom. And I can make whom I want able to do what I want them to do. And if you will actually lay down your life. And you'll come to the water. And you'll drink from the water. That water will awaken in you and cause there to be life flowing bringing life to you in every part of your body that river is supposed to bring healing to you we need to walk in healing we need to walk in deliverance we need to understand that God takes what's meant for harm and turn it for good in our lives he's wanting us to come so it's an interesting thought that song I started singing the one there's a river that um, flows from. I turned it over. Sorry. Um, I, I love that. I, there's a river of life flowing out of me. It makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. It opens prison doors and sets the captives free. I got a river of life flowing out of me. Spring up, oh well, within my soul. Spring up, oh well, and make me whole. Spring up, oh well. Something to me. I don't have that all. I have the verse, but that song. And I was thinking about it, and I was saying, oh, the river of life. It makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. Oh, it opens prison doors and sets the captives free. And I thought, 
Oh my goodness. Those are the words of Jesus. He stood up in the temple in Luke chapter 4. He's in his hometown. And he turns the scroll in Isaiah and he reads those very words. He said, this is who I am. I came to set the captive free. I came to heal the lame. I came to open prison doors. I came to set you free. That's what Jesus said. And here it is. He has that river that is flowing from his side to us. That river of life. And it's supposed to flow out to others. And you see, we have that river inside of us. And so we're supposed to heal, deliver, and set free those we encounter. Yes, God is so good. I remind you that the Bible says you're a temple. Know you not that you're a temple of the Holy Spirit. Know you not. And in that picture... In that book of Ezekiel, the water flowed out of the temple and got stronger and stronger. And how did it get stronger? It's because you decide to step in. It says, I, I lay aside and I say, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm letting my fears go. You see, if I just have it to my ankles, if I just let the water be at my ankles, I still can control because I can hop out at any time and it can't do anything. I, I'm still in control. But then when the water gets up the knees, I don't know if you've ever had waves come in. It can, it can wave you, but you can still hold your own. But when it, it gets waist deep, but then when you can't ford it, if you can't cross it, and you're swimming in it, then it's him. It's totally him moving through you and allowing him to be ruler of your life, allowing him to have his way, allowing him to, to say, yes, this is what I've called you to because you're going to be an incredible evangelist. Oh, I call you because you're going to be a healer of the nations. I call you because you're going to touch little children. I call you because this is what I want you to do. See, when we let the river flow, we become beautiful in his sight doing the things that he longs for us to do and so I say to you this morning there's an invitation will you come will you come will you step into the waters will you step out and you can say to me okay Ruth You're asking me to step out and step into something. And that doesn't make me very comfortable. You see, if we can do it on our own, we don't need him. And this morning, the Lord asked me to step out and to preach without notes. If you've ever preached, let me tell you something that's not easy. And I said, God, I don't think I can do that. I don't think I can do that. And I felt his nudge and him calling to me. And I said, God, if I get up and I can't say a word, if I just blow it, then that's on your shoulders because I want obedience over sacrifice. So I'm going to step out of the deep water and I'm going to swim with you this morning and I'm going to say yes to you because you are the king of kings and lord of lords and I want 
to love and serve you with all of my heart. So it's not just for you. It's for me too. And so this morning, won't you come? Come and drink at the altar this morning. I just encourage you to just come and just stand before him and say, I'm going to swim with this. I'm, I'm going to get all in. I'm, I'm going to be all in. I'm going to do what you want because I love you. I love you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. As they were praying over the kids going to camp, I saw the water rising. It just kept going until it was over their head. They're all in. These kids, they have no idea what they're going to get. But it's, he is the river. So, amen. Before he even said that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We humbly come to you, God. We humbly come and say, we want everything you have for us. Papa, we want it all. We surrender our fears. We surrender our wills. We surrender to you this morning because you gave an invitation to come. And I ask you by the power of the Holy Spirit that your flow, there would be a flow, a filling, a river flowing through every single one that came this morning. Everyone, let it flow in and through them. Let it flow, Lord God. Come, Holy Spirit, and move. Have your way in us. We want it. We want it all, God. We want it. And we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, God. We thank you for your provision. That it's free. It's rich. It's glorious. Thank you for captivating us. Thank you, God. Thank you that there's no lack. And we receive this morning from your hand all that we need for life and godliness. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. for the river of life. We thank you, God. I declare healing over everyone standing here this morning. God, I declare freedom. 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 I declare those things that have been dead to awaken and come to life under the mighty hand of God. 
I declare a fulfillment of the words spoken over these individuals. I declare the fulfillment of the words spoken over this body of people. And God, we give you what we don't understand and we know that you're meeting us. You're meeting us in a powerful way. I thank you for the outpouring of your spirit upon us this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, your goodness. Oh, your goodness. Your goodness. Your goodness. Your goodness, Lord. Your goodness. I ask for the ministry of your Holy Spirit to rest upon every head. A testimony to share. Um, this yesterday, at the beginning of my of my work day, I was informed by FedEx that they, the guy that was supposed to take a vacation, wasn't going to take a vacation, and so they didn't have any work for me for this coming up week. And so at first, I was just like. Okay, you know that old fear that starts to just build up in you, like, oh, no, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to be, you know, and, and I'm like, no, I'm not, forget this. I'm not going to let that happen. And so I'm just like, and so as I was working throughout the day, there was just an excitement, and I was like, I'm not, I don't know what it is. I don't have a clue, but it was just like, he's going to, he's got this. He's, he's going to do it, provide, and, and I just, excitement was building. And then not, not even before I got to the, um, to my house it was like I got a text message from and I've been doing some security jobs as a secondary side job and before I even got to the house I received another text that he needed me that first weekend before we were supposed to go on vacation which is what I was trying to build up money for and I was like I don't know what I'm going to do and he goes not only that because you're helping me out I'm going to pay you more than I normally pay because you were willing to work these three days for me and I desperately needed somebody. And I thought, that's God. 
like I, I, I hesitated to share the, the, the testimony, but it's like if you're in that situation where you just don't know, like God can do something. He, he can just blow you away in ways that you just can't even, and I know this is a financial thing, but in any way, like we do serve a God that is abundant and he goes above what we could begin to think or ask. And I'm just like, so I don't know what all he's going to do. I don't. But I know that I'm going to trust in him. And I know that we can trust in him. And I know that whatever he's got for me, it's going to be good. And that I can trust him to take care of this week, no matter what happens. That he will provide. And that, and it's just, it was just a cool testimony. The abundant thing is what caught me. It was like, like, wow. He, you know, he just said, yeah, and I'm gonna pay you more than normal. And it was just like, cool. And I don't know what else God's got for this week, but I know He's got something good. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. God is so good. So, so good. Put your hand in your heart this morning. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you. Lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Go in his grace today.